not at the track? The Hot Pass Racing Network puts you at the track with ARCA and all the major NASCAR series. From Daytona to the final checkered flag, the Hot Pass Racing Network is your inside pass. All right, race fans, let's get rowdy. The next 60 minutes will be two men talking one thing and one thing only, racing. From the third tracks of the Carolinas to the super speedways of Daytona and Talladega, no race is too big or small for this duo. Ladies and gentlemen, these are our hosts, Rowdy Maglite and Kyle Magda. This is the Rowdy Maglite Show. All right, guys, welcome back Monday morning to the Rowdy Maglite Show. As always, I got Kyle Magnum all the way up there in PA. How are we doing there, Kyle, on a Monday morning? Hey, Rowdy, uh, not not too bad. Sun's shining, a little chilly, but, uh, you know, we got the World Outlaws in this weekend at Lincoln Speedway. Uh, bummer, uh, Williams Grove got rained out. And, uh, yeah, a lot going on. Uh, we're, you know, Port Royal's back this week. Uh, you know, it's normal racing this week, Rowdy, so uh, kind of looking forward to it. Kyle, we got the World of Outlaws going to be showing up Friday night at Talladega's uh, Short Track and Dirt. Uh, also, if that's on Friday night, I'm going to take off from there, head to Pensacola, and catch the Arkham Menard East race on Saturday. So it should be a busy week of races. Kind of took this weekend off in cold weather. Didn't feel like going out and braving in it all weekend. So needed to get some round-the-house uh, stuff done before – October or March here is going to be a busy month, man. It's uh, the rest of the month's going to be full speed ahead. That's right, Rowdy. A uh, lot going on, you know. Uh, like I said, Port Royal, uh, they're back to normal this week. Uh, normal Saturday show for them for the 410 Sprint Cars. Uh, Williams Grove, their shows. Um, man, what a bummer them getting uh, rained out Friday night. I know we had Liam on uh, Thursday night. I want to just say thank you again to him for coming on. Um, but uh, Lincoln, 49 cars rowdy at Lincoln on uh, Saturday night. Uh, race won by Rico Abreu, his first World of Outlaws Series start this year. So, uh, yeah, what a way to, to kick off the season. And uh, good to get at least one of the four uh, scheduled events for the World of Outlaws here in Pennsylvania here in, in late March. So a um, lot going on, Rowdy. Uh, you know, Atlanta this weekend. Uh, also the Rattler down at South Alabama Speedway. So there's a lot of racing going on, Rowdy. Um, but, I, you know, um, from what Aaron Creed showed me, I don't think you could put a rattlesnake around my neck. Uh, it just won't happen. It's not that bad, Kyle. I've had it done twice. Uh, those guys are snake handlers, control of the snake. They've never been in an accident with one. So, uh, and, and if, you, <laughs> if you want to see some rattlesnakes, that weekend you can go in the city, down in, in the city, at the city hall, they've got a little pavilion, and inside that pavilion is a, a trailer that you can look at all different sizes of snakes. Uh, they've got the heat lamps on them. I'm sure they did this weekend, it being extra cold like it was, but nothing like seeing those big, gigantic snakes, which makes that race kind of unique. Hey, how about Bubba? Pollard bringing pulling that out yesterday. Yeah, Rowdy, uh, nice one for Bubba Pollard. Um, I know that probably, you know, helps after you know some of what happened to Five Flags. So, um, yeah, Rowdy, uh, good good to see Bubba Pollard back. You know, back to form. And uh, yeah, um, you know, uh, good to you know Aaron Creed and Jack O'Connor both there. Um, both guys we've had on the show before. Um, yeah, they were just basically showing me all these photos and throwing it in my face, Rowdy, which is okay. But, um, you know, I try to try to get to the races when I can. And, you know, it's good, uh, you know, um, you know, I was able to get to Port Royal on uh, March 5th, um, you know, knowing that it was – well, not knowing it was going to be winter weather the weekend after. But, um, yeah, the weather's been really good lately. So that's kind of what's going on. But, Kyle, look. We can't make them out. You just, we just try to strategically pick the ones that that we can get to. It's not always the closest, but it's uh, it's one that's important to us. And and uh, 
I think the world of outlaws on dirt Friday night's going to be big for Talladega short track. And I, always the uh, Arca East race over in Pensacola, Florida is a good one. So kind of uh, real quickly about Atlanta, we've, we've got all three winners. Hey, how about Christian Eckins, the uh, Arca champion, coming up with a big win in the truck series there, Kyle? Yeah, Christian Eckes getting his first win with uh, the, the McAnally team. Uh, yeah, the 19 team. Um, he's in the playoffs now, um, you know, unless we get eight or ten winners. So, um, yeah, Christian Eckes uh, making some good time with his uh, with his um, with his new team. So, uh, you know, it's good. You know, Chevrolet, and uh, you know, now it's I think it's Chevrolet Rowdy. You could you could uh, I think I think they're Chevrolet, aren't they? They're Chevrolet now. I need to double check because yeah. I know they were Toyota for the longest time. But uh, well, he uh, he changed it, last year. They swapped over. Yeah, and Austin Hill won in, uh, his third race in, in five weeks, Rowdy. So uh, man, Austin, Austin Hill's been Hill. doing really good. That was something. Look, that was as crappy of a start of a race I've ever seen. The first half, and maybe the thir- last quarter of the race really got racy. Especially that last lap, man. That was some more finish. Uh, Klegerman was trying to get up there. He uh, he was he was making his move, and it just didn't work for him. I think he he was sideways and went backwards across the finish line to finish fifth. I think is what he or fourth he finished. Yeah, Klegerman. Yeah, Dentley. They had a good talk with him on Sunday morning at the driver's meeting. It's the guys that's off other three series races who kind of stuck up. Let's let's put on a show for the folks here today. And, and look, I, I'm with Brad Mikowski. Uh Where else do you get to see some guys push? That last push that Joey Logano guy, I'm telling you, he pushed him hard and, and sent him up front. So Joey right, that happens in those races, and yeah. uh, you know you get those big pushes. And I know those those two used to be uh, pretty good pushers when they were at Team Penske. So uh, nothing, you know, just like old times. So yeah, so. Joey Logano claims the victory. So we've got one repeat with William Byron, and then uh, four different winners on top of that. So, Rowdy, how about we uh, listen to Christian Eckes, see what he had to say in the, the media center after the truck race. Lost, avoiding the 51 sideways in front of you. Uh, what did you see, and how did you avoid uh, serious damage there? Yeah, I don't really know. That was, uh, yeah, that was, everybody asked if my butt puckered last week at Vegas, and that was ten times worse. So, um, yeah, I jerked the wheel. I don't know if. Because I was had the driver's eye camera, I don't know if they showed it or not, but I jerked the wheel as hard as I could to the left and uh, basically just prayed. So, um, yeah, no, that was uh, almost pretty big. And then the last lap, uh, two cautions that could have ended the race. One of them did. Uh, what were you told about what was happening, and then you trying to just defend and keep the lead too? Uh, to be honest with you, I don't really remember. Uh, I knew the 99 was trying to look top of three, um, which was expected. And then I, I saw him after the race. He said he got loose. So. Um, that's that's really all I heard from there. Uh, I was just focused on my job and focused on the two more than anything uh, to get by him. Thanks, Matt. All right. Additional questions? Okay, we're going to go to Chris. Chris, my catch on uh, Christian, you ran so well at Daytona or fast there. Uh, obviously, um, got the win today. How do you feel about going to Circuit of the Americas and about you know winning more than one race in a se- single season? Yeah, I mean, I feel like we, we've had potential to win all three this year. Um, obviously, we won stage one at Daytona. Um, was going for two stage wins last week, and I, I kind of messed it up and finished sixth. So we underachieved there, and I felt like we should have won at Daytona. So I think this is just, uh, you know, kind of what I figured was going to happen coming here. Um, you know, I knew the potential of Charles, and I knew the potential of, of the race team and, and Bill's passion to, to win. So... I uh, made my decision to come here really easy. Yep, thanks. All right, additional questions? Okay, we'll go to Bob. Steven in the back upstairs to the press box. Go ahead, Bob. 
Bob Parker's five to four. Following up on that, just what do you think this win means for this organization, as well as you know for you and have you know and all the stuff you had to go through over the winter? Yeah, I mean it's everything. Um, it's what I came here and set out to do, right? Um, it's uh, I'd be lying if it wasn't a little emotional, you know, just kind of going through everything that happened over the off season and. Uh, that's kind of been the, the moral of my career is getting to the off season and not really knowing what's next. So um, I've really kind of put my foot down and uh, cleaned up everything I can on my end to, to be successful and to prove that I can uh, eventually move up and, and do you know the same in a, in a higher series. So uh, yeah, no, just like I said, I'm, I'm really grateful for Bill and everybody um, involved in MHR, um, and this is just a, a taste of what's to come. All right, Stephen in the back. Steve Conley, the podium finish. Christian, you mentioned it there. You mentioned it on TV about uh, needing to prove yourself. What do you feel that you have to prove uh, to make that next step, to move up and show that you, you, you belong here full-time in multiple, multiple years? Uh, just win. Um, and, and obviously this is a good start to that. So uh, last year I felt like I, there was five or six times that we were in contention to win like we were today, and uh, I'd mess it up or give it away or do something stupid. So um, you're just kind of cleaning up those events is, is the biggest thing in my opinion um, in winning. You know, this sport's all about winning and winning races, winning stages, winning championships, and um, that's what I came here to do and that's what I intend on contending for. All right, upstairs in the press box, I believe there's a question. Yeah, uh, Wolfgang Monzer from Germany, Rangeport Press Agency. Christian, first of all, congratulations. Just one question, after the qualifying was canceled yesterday concerning of the bad rain weather, how you and your team figured out a good setup for your car? Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I felt pretty comfortable with everything that we had this week. Charles and everybody worked uh, really, really hard, um, and they always do. So uh, I was pretty confident that, you know, if we had to qualify, we'd have a shot at the pole, and I felt like we'd have a shot at the, the race win as well, and uh, I guess I was right. So um, just, like I said, really thankful for those guys. All right, any additional questions upstairs? Christian Blake Smith, 102.7 ESPN Radio Owensboro. Talk about what it means to take Napa Auto Parts out of Atlanta just down the road here for a win here at their home track. Uh, it's huge. You know, we went to a couple auto care centers yesterday in an auto parts store, and um, it's been a privilege to be able to meet all the Napa associates and uh, employees so far. And um, yeah, I like the colors too. I like the blue, so that's that's, that's my uh, my takeaway from it. So yeah, no, it's it's great to win down the uh, the road from headquarters for sure. All right, we'll come back downstairs. We'll take one from Jim Utter, right here in the middle. Jim Utter, motorsport.com. Uh, congratulations, Christian. Uh, I was just curious, uh, how difficult was it to come back after, from the speeding penalty? There seemed to be an effort to, uh, there, it seemed to be uh, some people had trouble on the inside line and working their way back. Other people towards the end of the race seemed to be a little bit easier. Yeah, I, I mean, I think just in the beginning of the race, everybody was kind of timid about it uh, because it didn't really work. And then, you know, as the race progressed, I felt like people had to be more aggressive. And um, I felt like it was, you know, going into this race, it's very similar to Daytona and Talladega. Um, the the non-preferred line requires a lot of you know, discipline and, and people to go. And at the end, the intensity picked up and a lot of people wanted to go forward. So uh, I felt comfortable going to the bottom. Um, and there was also some momentum switches that, uh, didn't really work for the top either and opened some gaps. So, yeah, no, it's, uh, like I said, just kind of the intensity picking up helped me a lot. But, yeah, the inside uh, definitely wasn't easy. All right, Christian, that leads to all the questions. Congratulations again on that victory. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, guys. All right, Christian Eckett, boy, I tell you, he caught that, Kyle. I don't know. I don't know how he caught it from losing it but he did and uh christians hopefully this is the season uh kyle he's kind of struggled in 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 the past but hopefully uh he'll get that all worked out though so guys uh Austin Hill, guys, uh, Austin in his third win. 
It was awesome to see his whole family come running out into victory lane and being part of that uh, victory celebration. All right, we got Christian. We're going to listen to Austin Hill, guys. In tonight's race, how were you able to stay in front of it all? Well, it wasn't easy, that's for sure. I felt like the race raced <clears throat> way different than last year. I don't know if it was just the the rear package change the, the, through the off season, going into this season, or what it was. But guys could get really big runs, and it was really hard to defend. Um, tonight, it was almost like obsolete. Whenever somebody wanted to get to my back bumper, give me a big push, it seemed like they could. I started finding some things towards the the end of the race, towards that green uh, flag run, that long green flag run that we had. And it was working really well for me. I thought I was in a really good spot with having the 98 up top and the 48 on bottom and kind of blocking both lanes there. And then when we had the last restart, um, going into three, I thought I messed up. Um, my spotter was telling me, the 11 was coming hard, so I, I went bottom, and, and me and him both, I don't think, realized how fast the 48 was coming. And when he got to my outside, I just shot right back down bottom, grabbed the 11, and, and got him to start pushing me. And um, then obviously mayhem happened on, off of the corner, and uh, I don't know how I saved it or anything like that. I haven't seen the replay or anything, but uh, that was pretty wild uh, ending to the to the race. But our Bennett Chevrolet was just super fast all night. Everybody at RCR and ECR engines. Uh, have been doing a phenomenal job all, all year, and uh, we're just going to try to keep it up. Okay. Well, we're going to go ahead and open the floor up for questions. If you have a question, raise your hand. We're going to start with Stephen, and then we'll go right over here. Steve Connolly, the podium finish. Um, Austin, that first uh, first 40 laps, it, it just never seemed to get going. How tough is that for you in the car under caution, run a couple laps under caution, and, and then trying to get your momentum going for uh, for the rest of the race. <clears throat> yeah, I mean it was it was really tough because we had so many cautions. I didn't really know what to tell the the team that I needed in the car. You know, we didn't run really enough laps to really see where the car would go if it would tighten up or loosen up. Uh, I think I ended up calling for to be tightened up a little bit on entry because it seemed like any any time somebody was in front of me, I was just a little on the free side on entry until we landed in the corner. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I came into the radio, and I'm like, just wake me up when we go back green because <laughs> I'm getting kind of bored in here riding around under caution. But, uh, yeah, we just couldn't get no momentum going. And, um, you know, it took a while throughout the race to try to get some green flag laps going. Uh, I felt like we, we ran a – I don't know how many caution flag laps we ran tonight, but it seemed like a lot. <laughs> and i got to wonder, how special was it to have your daughter in the car after the celebration heading back to victory lane? Yeah, that was really cool. It was something I haven't done before, so um, it was awesome seeing them run out onto the front stretch and, and got to celebrate right away with them. Normally, <clears throat> you do your whole media stuff on the front stretch, and then you go to the victory lane, and then you're celebrating with your team, so you don't get to really celebrate with, with your family until at the very, very end, so it was cool to, to see that. Uh, she was really excited about it. I wish my, my older one was on the other side of the fence to where she could have rode with us too, but uh, maybe next time. Road Southern Community Newspapers. Um, also, Douglas County resident, too. <laughs> awesome. But, yeah. Um, second straight uh, win here at Atlanta. It seems like you got things dialed in here. What is it about the track uh, that you run so well here now? <clears throat> yeah, I, I, <clears throat> I guess it's just because it's a super speedway style racetrack, and we've had some really good success with RCR on you know, your Daytonas and Talladegas and such. So this racetrack races similar, but there was a lot of differences tonight that stuck out to me. I mean, you still are in the draft. You're still doing that type of thing, but I feel like you can make the bottom work if your car is fast enough and if it's working good enough. I mean, you saw what the 48 did there. He basically drove up to the bottom all the way almost to the front to the lead by himself until he got help out back. So uh, the race does race a lot different, but it has those super speedway tendencies, and I think that that's one reason why I'm having some, some success here. Go next to Chris, then to Alex, and then Wolfgang. ChrisNightCatchFence.com, awesome three wins in five races. A, did you see that coming? And B, how many races are you capable of winning this year, at least 
three more opportunities on a super speedway. <clears throat> yeah, so, I mean, I've had a lot of confidence over the off season just from what we built on at RCR. Just everything, how how the, the season ended, I felt like we were starting to hit our stride a little bit. I hated that the season ended in 2022 at, when it did just because I thought we were starting to figure things out. Andy and I, my crew chief, were starting to get on the same page on what I needed, what I didn't need, and so I think you're seeing that kind of carry over into this season. We didn't know what the car was going to be like with the new rear package with the skew and tow deal that they got going on now. Um, so that was something that we had to to figure out. You know, we've been doing a lot of sim time in the off season trying to figure that out. But, um, I mean, to sit here and say that I would have won three out of the first five, I, you know, I thought that might have been a little far-fetched, but I, I did think that we were going to be in contention each and every week to run up front and contend for wins. So, uh, part of me is a little surprised. Part of me is, you know, not surprised at all just because I feel like building that trust and that bond with Andy and, and the whole team over at RCR has been great. And, um, you know, we have that trust factor when I say things on the radio and they say things on the radio. We can just kind of bounce ideas and stuff off of each other. So, um, you know, the good thing is we're not only good on the super speedways this year, we're good pretty much everywhere. I mean, even at Phoenix, it being a shorter, shorter racetrack, um, we ran up front you know, ran second for a while there, and then there at the end we just kind of struggled on short run and fell back to seventh. So we still have some work to do to kind of get the short run and the long run speed kind of dialed in to where they can both work together. Um, but, I mean, I like where we're at right now. Yeah, thank you. We'll go to Alex Wolfgang, then Reed. Hey, Austin, this is Alex from the Charlotte Observer. You've addressed this a little bit already, but um, uh, we he we've heard throughout the season that super speedway racing is, uh, drivers have said that a lot of super speedway racing is circumstantial, and yet you're so good at this. I'm curious to hear how you might explain that. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I think I think having a, a fast race car helps a lot on these super speedways. Uh, I don't think it's, cir um, you know, circumstantial that, that we're in this position again, um, you know, Daytona worked out the way the way we needed it to. Uh, anyone could have won that race the way it unfolded, and we were just in the right place, right time. But, you know, tonight we had to come from the back. We had to, during stage two, we, we fell back just because of the way the pit sequence and all unfolded. After stage one, a lot of people stayed out and, and flipped the stage and stuff. So we had to go to the back, and we still drove up to the front. So, um, you know, I, I still think that there's that where – you know, even though we lose track position, we can still make it back up just because we have a fast car. And then Derek and I, my spotter, we, we just do a really good job of painting the picture. You know, he does a good job of letting me know what's going out front and out back. And then when I get to the lead, just letting me know kind of my gaps and things like that. So uh, having a really good spotter helps a lot. But um, I don't think it's circumstantial at all that, that we're sitting here in victory lane um, on the super speedway style tracks. Wolfie? Uh, Wolfgang Monzer from Germany, Rennsport Press Agency. How difficult was it to find a good setup when the qualifying was cancelled concerning the rain weather? Was there maybe help from the cup cam, despite that Xfinity and cup cars are totally different? Yeah, the cup cars and the Xfinity cars are totally different, so there's really nothing that you can lean on with the cup cars about. But we basically came here with the same setup as last year we finished second in the first one and we won the second one so we thought we were at a really good spot on, on where we needed setup wise we knew that the car was going to drive a little bit different just because of the new rear package that we have this season so we knew that during stage one we were going to have to figure that out figure out if I was going to be a little too loose or a little too tight and just kind of work on it and you know do some wedge adjustment track bar adjustment whatever we needed to do to to get the car where we needed but uh car wasn't that far off when we unloaded, which um, that just goes to show everybody at RCR puts in the work and, and does all those minor details that need to be done to be fast when we unload. Yeah, the new rear package, I mean, there's differences for sure with it, but um, it's not like a huge, huge eye-opener or anything. There's just a few little minor things that happen on the racetrack with the air and the way that um, your car kind of reacts when you have dirty air and that type of thing that we're Still actually trying to figure out, you know, what's going to be the best for that. But um, we feel like we're, we're at a really good spot right now. Thanks. Reed? Uh, Reed Spencer with NASCAR Wire. Um, from when you won here in July last year, there was about a 35-degree temperature difference tonight. Do you think that had something to do with the difference in the way the car performed? 
yes and no. I mean, the reason I don't necessarily see it being much different from the air temperature aspect is because, you know, the first race here, we, we raced in cooler temperature. I don't think it was quite as cold as it was tonight, but it was close. I mean, it was pretty cold. So um, I was thinking that the race was going to kind of race like it did in the in the first race here last year. Um, but you were able to last year kind of keep a little bit of a gap. And if you were doing the right things right, you could kind of keep what I call like this air bubble that's hard to kind of break and get to somebody's back bumper to give pushes and stuff. And tonight it just it just was different. You know, guys could really push on people. They could break the air bubble pretty easy. It was almost like the air bubble wasn't even there because I never really was getting stalled out much when I would go up to push somebody. I didn't have to shade left or shade right and create some, some you know, disturbance in the air to get to that guy's back bumper. You could basically just get a push out back and get through the bubble really easy. So I, I think going forward that, you know, when we go into this race later in the year that – Obviously, it's going to be hotter, so the racing is going to be different, but that's something that we're going to have to keep our eye on and something that we're going to definitely talk about in our Monday morning meeting on, um, you know, what we can do differently to maybe try to keep that gap a little bit better because we almost lost the race in entry to three there, and um, it just worked out for us. Do we have any additional questions for Austin Hill? Austin, congratulations on the win, and good luck. Yeah, I appreciate yeah, it. Take it. All right, Kyle. Austin Hill, man, bringing it home three in a row, dude. That, that, that's saying a lot, Kyle. How can he do that at Coda? You know, Rowdy, I'm going to tell you something. Austin Hill's not a bad road racer either. Um, you know, I, I mean, he runs decent. He's won, won a truck race on a road course, so... I mean, he's run good at Portland. He's run good at Coda before. I mean, he's run good at these places. So it wouldn't surprise me one bit if if he if he if he's back in victory lane on Saturday. I wouldn't be surprised at all. Uh, me neither, Kyle. I mean, that that that's a pretty impressive role he's got going, and to win in front of his home crowd. And it's some of his sponsors right down the road. That that says a lot for the people that gambled on putting the signage on the car. Paid out for him. Rowdy, I think it's been worth it putting him in that car. Do you think uh, it's a benefit for uh, Austin to be around Kyle now? With Kyle in the number eight I don't car? think it hurts. I mean... You know, with what Kyle Bush knows in the Xfinity series, I mean, I mean, we look at that race. I, I you know, I, I think when you look at an example, the race I look at is the race at Las Vegas. I mean, Austin Hill was was two seconds behind Chandler Smith, and then once Chandler Smith got in traffic, I mean, the whole the whole complexity of the race changed there, and you know, Austin Hill was able to get around him with like two laps to go. So I thought that was one of his better wins, Rowdy. Um, you know, I know Daytona's a big one. I know Atlanta's a big one, but I, I honestly thought Las Vegas was a really big win. I think that 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 uh, that got a lot of attention. I think uh, that win. Um, you know, Vegas is not an easy track to win at. Um, you know, it's how it is. So, yeah, uh, it's been an interesting year in the NASCAR Xfinity Series so far. So I'm looking forward to Coda. Uh, I'm going to have a lot of Cup drivers in that field. Uh, the entry lists aren't out yet, but uh, I know uh, William Byron's expecting the 17 car for Hendrick Motorsports, AJ Allmendinger in the 10 car for Colleague Racing. So, uh, Rowdy, I think we're going to have a lot of entries again for that, that race at Coda, uh, the NASCAR Xfinity Series. And I, I know you and I have been chatting a lot lately. Um, I still think Coda is going to probably be the weekend of the year. I still, I'm still at this point, I'm still almost a, a firm believer on that. Uh, absolutely, Kyle. Uh i tell you something that's kind of uh, kind of uh, off the wall for us to see is how humble Kyle Busch is after the race when he don't win a race. Uh, yesterday, you know, it was a Kyle Busch interview that I'm not used to because he didn't win the race. You know, he's usually upset, but he seems to be not blaming it on the team. 
it's all going to work out and we're going to win more races. And that's, <laughs> that's, a, that's a far cry from what we've been seeing. But uh, we've got Joey Logano coming up. Kyle, if you like, let's kick Joey off and listen to what Joey's got to say about his first win. We are now joined by today's winning driver for the Ambetter Health 400. That's Joey Logano, driver, the number 22 auto trader Ford for Team Penske. And Joey, you have such a rich history and a legacy with this racetrack, but today is your first NASCAR Cup Series win here. What was the difference for you today? Finally. Um, we've been so close so many times here uh, to get a win, and it's meant so much uh, to me, just the memories, right? Like, I was here when Harvard got his, his first win. Right? I remember watching that uh, from the grandstands and, and how cool that was. And racing here uh, with my parents, running Legends cars, thinking about the first time we drove down here uh, and driving through the infield tunnel and uh, thinking this was the biggest racetrack we've ever been to. And uh, we were just down visiting, and we met Kenny Reagan, who runs Legends of Georgia over there, David's dad. And he said, why don't you race a Bandolero and give it a shot? And we did that day. Um, he let us rent one for the weekend. <laughs> and we raced and then came back down here about six months later when we moved and, and started racing right here and ran so many races. There's so many memories of uh, you know showing up here Monday nights and, practicing and, and uh, or sorry Wednesday nights and then Thursday nights we'd race and uh, our race shop was two miles up the road I lived in the condo up there and, and the dream was always to race on the big track right is every time you run that quarter mile over and over again the, the dream was man, someday I just want to go straight and hit the big banks you know it was what it was about for me and uh, I guess this win here is, is, is for those kids I got to meet a lot of them this weekend I'm sure you guys saw them around a lot a lot of kids that race and uh just shows that you keep working hard and chasing your dreams and uh and the dream of always driving a cup car into that victory lane came true today it was really neat that's awesome let's go ahead and open the floor for questions we'll start with jordan and then we'll go to kelly jordan bianchi the athletic uh how would you describe that battle with brad like a cat and mouse a chess match um that I mean, it's just lane versus lane is what it was right inside versus outside and um i mean there's times that i could have uh you know, we almost cleared him and, and moved up, but I, I really wanted to get my teammates cleared because I'd much rather have my teammates behind me if I could. And I knew how fast the Team Penske cars were. Obviously, they qualified fast, and um, I felt like, man, if I can just get them clear, I have a better chance of winning this thing. And I thought I messed up because there, you know, with four, three, four laps to go, the outside lane got like four cars cleared, and I was like, oh man, I'm too far back. One of them was going to pull down in front of me, and now I'm not the leader of the lane. And then uh, it all kind of changed as quickly as I thought that. Uh, Corey moved down to the bottom lane and gave me a hell of a push down the front stretch and uh, was able to clear the 20, who was, you know, second on the outside at the time, I think. Or maybe it was a 45. I don't remember, actually. I think it was a 45. And um, was able to get to Brad's back bumper, and I thought, man, I just got to break the plane here. I got to get the insider. I got to get one or the other. I can't let him stop my momentum. Uh, I was able to get to his outside uh, and then when he came off the corner, he had me pinned up against the wall, uh, and that really was what pinned a 20 behind me um, to where he had to push me down the back stretch. And so when I backed up to him and got the push, that was enough to clear me w with plenty <laughs> into the final corner and, and uh, be able to you know see, race them side by side and, and kind of uh, get the victory lane there. So just a, a really fast uh, Mustang, very fast Team Penske uh, car, and um, just special to to win here for multiple reasons. You know, we, we talked about you know just the heritage, but also Auto Trader's backyard, Coca Cola's backyard, and you know headquartered in Atlanta uh, is a lot of really big things. You know, for for winning here. So um, great day for sure. Was there any move? I mean, were you anticipating every move he was making because you know him so well, and you like, oh, are you going to do that? And then he did it. Um, I mean, I know Brad really well, um, on and off the racetrack, right, and. Um, you know, I, I know he's going to do anything to win a race, um, and, and rightfully so, right? I wouldn't say we, our racing mentalities are very different, <laughs> and that's why, uh, you know, I feel like we get along well, but we also sometimes have clashed on the track every now and again, not, not very often, but, you know, we both race really, really hard. Um, so, you know, I felt like we were going to, we are definitely going to duke it out, um, but, you know, when I got to his outside, it was either he was going to wreck or 
or we were going to just race and, and, you know, hopefully he was going to get the big push on the bottom. That was his only hope there. So um, it just ultimately ended up working out fine. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's fun racing with him to answer your question, I guess, because you kind of have an idea of, of what he's thinking a little bit. But um, And also with TJ, right, he's, he's a spotter, and, and he was my spotter for years, so I kind of have an idea of what information TJ's feeding him, and it all just kind of worked out for us. We're going to go Kelly, Dustin, Bob, Dalton. KellyCrandallRacer.com. Joey, you, you spoke there about trying to, on the bottom, trying to get your teammates clear. Coleman was giving you really good information about Austin getting tight off the corner. He kept losing momentum down there, and the bottom would drag back a little bit. Did you ever have thoughts of ditching the bottom, or you, you seem to be stayed pretty committed to the bottom? I did stay committed to the bottom because my teammates were down there. Um, and Coleman did an amazing job kind of painting that picture of what that looked like for me. He's he's so he's so good at what he does. It's it's ridiculous. It's so much fun to to listen to him and talk to him before the race and the the homework that he does and and how well he understands the sport. Uh it really helps me. Um and you know when he was telling me all this stuff I'm like I I, I know. <laughs> like I, I I see it. He's telling me about it. I'm like I I know but I, I I wonder if I should get up, but I, I really wanted my teammates to work with me, and it's hard to have that conversation back and forth while we're racing, but I really felt like the Team Penske cars were so fast, and I just thought, man, if we stay together, it'd be good, and then towards the end of the run is when no one was able to stay close enough together anymore, right? The two was falling off the 12, and you, they couldn't really stay close enough to keep the run going down the straightaways, and that's when we started kind of falling apart, um, just probably too many laps on the bottom and grinding the tires off of them, and not much tire wear, but there is some. Tires did mean a little bit, and I think eventually uh, when the tires are starting to wear, handling is coming in, and I think that's where we eventually just kind of lost each other there towards the end. You said after wrecking out at Las Vegas, the Fords were behind. Last week seemed like a long day for you guys. You fell behind early at Phoenix. Is today a step in the right direction, or was today more an indication of the super speedway speed that you all have? It's an indication of the direction we've went. <laughs> uh, I think it's pretty obvious. I think the whole garage knows what direction we've gone at this point and uh, where our strengths are going to be and where our weaknesses are going to be. And, um, you know, our strengths definitely, obviously, when you see the top eight qualifying is forwards, well, you pretty much know what the strengths are at that point. And, um, right, I mean, it's pretty easy to see it. So, um, yeah, that was we, – we knew we needed to come here and maximize our day. And – uh, stage win, a pole, leading a bunch of laps. Um, almost had a second stage win if I didn't make a mistake there. Um, but ultimately, at least I didn't make a mistake in the last lap. <laughs> Dustin? Dustin Long, um, Joey, after you got the push from Corey on the last lap on the bottom lane, you moved up to the top lane to get on the, the right side of, of Brad, and it, it seems like that there was just very little room to make that room to get up to the top to get squeezed between Brad's car and Christopher Bell's car. Can you kind of take me through that, what you recall, and just how, how I mean, maybe that's just a move you just have to make, um, and why, the, why there wasn't a wreck at that point, because how many times have we seen wrecks at the end of, like, super <coughs> speedway type of races that go into double, triple overtimes because guys keep running each other? Yeah, I mean the I just worked out. I don't know. I, got, I I was my car was able to take a really a push really well, and when Corey clobbered me at the start finish line, uh, it gave me such a big run. And I thought it's going to be close to clearing the twenty. I I think I can, um, and I committed to the move. And it was either he was going to have to release the wheel, lift, or something. I, I was going to come up because when you get a run like that <clears throat> on the last lap, you can't lift. You just, you can't. And I knew, you know, Brad saw is on the bottom, so he's going to block the bottom initially. Uh, so I have to go where he's not. And where he's not is going to be up the racetrack. So I had to get up there and, and try to, to slip to his outside. Um, and, I, and ultimately, that's the move that was going to win the race, right? If I got to his inside, you have a chance, maybe a 20% chance of winning the race, depending on what kind of push you get down the back stretch, but most likely we weren't going to win the race. And so when he, when I had a big enough run and I thought, man, I could open the wheel and maybe get to his outside here, uh, that, that was kind of the difference maker. And once I broke the plane and, and pulled him back, and it was pretty much game over for him. 
obviously Corey would have loved to have won, but he said he certainly was happy for you with the friendship, I guess, that you guys have. Career best, best fourth place finish for him to see somebody. I mean, we've seen it before at this track and some others, you know, Daytona and Talladega, but to see somebody who's had to fight, struggle, and <laughs> to, to get these opportunities from your perspective, what is it like to see somebody like Corey get a, a top five and have a career best finish today? Yeah, it's a great day for him. Um, you know, shoot, he almost won the race here last time, so I don't think any of us are surprised by it. Um, you know, when the race was coming towards the end, I was like, oh, there he is. <laughs> Where's he been all day, you know? And uh, Corey just kind of popped up there. So, um, you know, they've obviously uh, given him a really good race car, handling race car that can go fast and and, and, uh, and be able to allow him to make some moves on the racetrack. And um, he, he made some good moves there towards the end and, and obviously got himself a, a good spot and, um, you know, it, Things, I mean, he had to run. If he went underneath me, he's probably not winning the race, right? His, his best chance was to, to give me the shot there, and um, so it worked out well. Uh, there's another kid that raced out there with me when we were kids, right? And now we're working together out there on the racetrack. It's pretty cool. Yep. Okay, we're going to go to Bob, then to Dalton, then to Toby. Uh, Bob Hawkers, Fox Sports. I have two. The first, like, so were you surprised there was no big wreck at the end of this race? Yeah, I mean it happens every time. And if you watched a truck in Xfinity race, well, you're if you would probably bet on it, it there is going to be a caution <laughs> at the end of this thing. Um, and there was a few, but they never really ended up being like really big crashes. Everyone did a good job at avoiding them. And um, you know, I think I honestly, I think one of the biggest things is that everyone bolts a lot more grip into their car when they come here compared to Daytona or Talladega. They get their cars trimmed out more and. Um, the cars are able to take a push better, right? I mean, think about how hard we were hitting each other. If you did that at Daytona, you wreck. Um, so the, it seems to me the fix is this a little bit more grip, <laughs> allowed everybody to, uh, you know, be able to handle their race car. And and honestly, Goodyear brought a better tire, and the teams have learned a lot too. So a lot of the cautions before were from tires popping. We didn't have that today. Um, right, I mean, to, to the point you had green flag pit stops. You know, it's. I mean, we didn't really think that was going to happen. <laughs> to be honest, we didn't think green flag stops was going to happen. Um, but you know, and it all went smooth too, right? The, the the new pit road, all that stuff, it worked out well. And uh, speaking of things that you didn't think were going to happen, I would say your performance at the last, the previous two races, Vegas and Phoenix, especially after last year winning both those races, I assume. It was maybe, I don't know what if you would characterize it, maybe startling, but uh, kind of what was the attitude of this team or the, or maybe the, you know, were you guys deflated after last week at all? Or you know, kind of what was the atmosphere around your group? I wouldn't say deflated. Um, you know, we, we know the situation we're in this year, um, and we know we have to be perfect all the time. Um, and if there's a team that can do it, it's this team that knows how to do that. And uh, we were not perfect last week in Phoenix, right? We I misguided the team with the with the setup after practice, and we paid the penalty with the first run of the race. Um, and then by the time we got it good, we got it going pretty well, and then we had a rough day on pit road, and, and we weren't perfect. If we were perfect we could have done exactly what the 12 did and had a chance to win the race, right? And if we were too far back to put two tires on it and have a chance to win there. So we can win anywhere at any point because um, the team's strong. We just had an off day, right? I and mean, that's all I can say. Um, and we know when we come to racetracks like this, we're going to be really, really good and have the dominant race cars. And so we need to maximize days like this, like we did. And so – um, just a different situation than, than we than we had last year, and uh, we just have to learn to race a, a little bit differently. Okay, we're going to go to Dalton, then to Toby, then we're going to go upstairs to the press box. Go ahead, Dalton. Hey, Joey Dalton Hopkins from Stretch.com. So I got this stat from a coworker, and apparently this is your first Cup Series win for Penske without with a primary sponsor that's not Shell Pennzoil. Did you, did That's we, true. Were you were you were aware of that? Oh yeah. So so can you talk? About, I've been reminded. <laughs> <laughs> well, excellent. So can you talk about what a win for these sponsors? I mean, we always hear about what they meant, what they mean for you know the race teams and the drivers and things like that. But can you talk about what 
how much a sponsor, a primary sponsor, values finishing so well on a on a car in victory lane. Uh, it means a lot. Um, you know, Auto Trader has been a partner of Team Penske, I think, for eight years or so, um, and they won here, I believe, with, with Brad uh, in the past. And I've been close a few times, and and I've wrecked this car plenty of times. <laughs> so uh, it felt good to finally win with this thing. Um, you know, and then. Yeah, it feels kind of weird that, like, you know, I've, you know, with AAA on the car as well, we've been close so many times for the last 10 years and um, haven't been able to win with that one yet either. So, uh, yeah, finally won one without the shell on the car and um, definitely a, a, a little different for sure, but um, nice to, to get them a victory as, as well here. So uh, we'll try to click one off for AAA later this year too. Thanks. Toby? Hey, Joey. Yeah. Uh, Toby Christie, tobychristie.com. Uh, you talked earlier about the uh, amount of knowledge you have about Brad Keselowski because you guys have run together so many times in the past. Talk about the respect level that you guys showed to each other. I know things were intense in the last few laps, but it seemed like there was a lot of respect shown in the last couple laps. Yeah, I think we, I mean, we both know um, we're good at this, right? Like, I mean, I, I'm, I feel like Brad is, is one of the top five best speedway racers on the racetrack. I feel like I'm in there, and there's a few others that are in there that you just know are, are really, really good at it. And, uh, you know, when we're kind of duking it out back and forth, we're side by side and we're side drafting each other and all this, like, okay, like this is, uh, you know, what you would expect. And um, it's fun going up against the best like that. You know, it's uh, he works really hard at it. He studies it. He's really smart at, at speedway racing for sure. And, uh, you know, when you think of driver and spotter combinations, um, you know, you're going against – two of the best right there, um, right? And, and so whether it's TJ and, and Brad or myself and Coleman, uh, you know, if, if I'm picking a couple pairings to, of, of people that get understand a draft, uh, those two groups are the best at it. And um, so it was fun to kind of go back and forth there at the end. And when you've had so many things on track in the past like you guys have had, is there like a nerve-wracking moment where you think if you do go over the line, you kind of, you know, get into a crash that maybe he's going to be really mad at you? No. Okay. No, no, I don't think that thought went through my mind at all. <laughs> I knew we were going to race the heck out of each other, and I think we both understand it. We want to win, and you kind of leave the feelings at the door. Okay, we're going to go up the stairs at the press box for a couple questions before coming back down. Go ahead, press box. Hey, Joey, Jeff Hood of Racing today. What were the emotions like when you turned around and the first person that came and greeted you was your father? <laughs> that was cool. Um Obviously, I didn't see him coming, <laughs> and uh, I, I think that was that was neat to see that. There's been uh, plenty of times he's run out to the start finish line to give me a hug uh, here, maybe twenty something years ago. Um, so that was a, like I said, this this was a kind of an emotional win uh, when you think about just uh, what what Atlanta Motor Speedway is all about uh, to our family, and. Um, the memories that are made here. This is one that we'll definitely remember forever. So it's cool to have my dad here to celebrate with. Additional questions from the press box? ChrisTankCatchments.com. Uh, Joey, um, with how draining or mentally challenging is Atlanta now compared to a Daytona or a Talladega? It's, they're, I mean, every cup race is tough. Uh, it doesn't matter uh, where it is. It's all tough in its own way. Um, you know, in Atlanta, you know, now the speedway racing that it is, but it's also, you know, handling comes into play a lot and you got to think of it in a different, you know, light than what you do at, at those type racetracks at Daytona or Talladega. It's, it's kind of a, a mix in between it. It's confused on what it wants to be. <laughs> I'd say it go, it's going through puberty. It's like an awkward stage. It doesn't know what it wants to be, but if it's a short track or a, a mile and a half or it's a super speedway, it, it gets... You know, it, it, at times in the race, it feels like it's going back to a regular mile and a half as tires wear out. But then you put tires on, and it's easy wide open, and it changes the game. So um, you just got to be evolving and changing a lot as you go along with it. And, uh, yeah, mentally you're exhausted. You know, physically, maybe not the most physically demanding racetrack, but mentally, um, yeah, I'm shot. Okay, we're going to come back down to the floor here with Steve in the back and Steven in the black. Steve Connolly, the podium finish uh, back here in the sunshine, Joey. Yeah. Um, I know there's not many drivers that are going to say they're comfortable with speedway racing, but over a third of your speedway finish, super speedway finishes are inside of the top ten. Do you find a little bit of comfort racing this style? No. 
<laughs> I don't think anyone feels comfortable uh, when you line up for a super speedway. Because um, honestly, I mean, it, <laughs> I, I feel like half the races I finish, <laughs> so it feels like so when you strap in and kind of feel like you got a 50-50 chance of seeing the checkered flag, uh, it's not the most comforting uh, feeling at all. And, and um, you know, I'm not sure, you know, typically there's not many drivers that really enjoy speedway racing, but I, I do get it from a fan's perspective. I sat up there in the, in the Fox booth yesterday, and, and once everyone was done wrecking each other the first two stages, the last bit of that race was really entertaining, um, the Xfinity race I'm talking about. And, and this race, there wasn't many wrecks at all, and it was really solid racing. There were some interesting things going on. The stage going green and, and having green flag cycles, that's pretty interesting to see how that played out. And then the, the race in the final stage was super intense, but you know, cars were in the fence and cars were sliding up, making mistakes, all this stuff going on. We just didn't crash, which was amazing <laughs> and much better than what it was last time we were here. <laughs> and given the uh, the start to the season, Chevrolet, obviously, uh, domination, but you talked earlier about uh, the speed that the Fords have had. What what does this mean to finally be able to put Ford in victory lane and do it here at Atlanta? Yeah, I mean, it's great to, to get a win for Ford early in the season, um, get in the playoffs. That's huge um you know and you can go race aggressively and and like i said we, we know what tracks we need to maximize this is definitely one of them and we were able to do that steven even in the black steven toronto cbs sports joey you you referenced all your memories here racing legends cars and bandoleros was uh were there any races on that quarter mile that resembled anything like uh that last lap today um no, because the racing's so so different. Um, I just can't draft a bandolero very much. Um, but you know, it, I think maybe the coolest things you think about the garage today, and how many of them started right here, right, um, or raced here at some point, right? I'm, on my team, I'm Coleman, raced out here. Um, you know, I got videos of us racing each other <laughs> out there. It's just cool, uh, right? You think of your Brandon McReynolds, he's spotting. He started here. Austin Hill won yesterday. He raced out here. Right? I mean, there's so many. Uh, David Reagan, Reed Torrance, and the pitcher over there. Right? I mean, just it's pretty neat to see the success of young racers that raced here and how they're still in the sport today or made an impact in the sport at one point. Um, I mean, that says a lot about the program um, that Ken Reagan's running here. Uh, he does a tremendous job. At, at really, um, you know, giving these kids a, a good opportunity to help guiding the parents. I mean, it's not. I mean, it's not just the kids, right? Like, I'm, I'm realizing this now as I get older, and, and my sons run one race. I thought, oh my gosh, the amount of work it takes as a parent to get the car ready and get it here, and all the other hell of a commitment. <laughs> like, I don't know if I'm quite ready for all this. <laughs> it's a, it's a lot, and so uh, for for the whole family. Um, so it's a big deal, and and to like I said, to see that. Those kids were racing out here, you know, at the time for fun, and they made a career out of it. It's pretty cool. And you referenced yesterday, I think, on the Xfinity Series broadcast, you, you stopped and you talked to a couple of kids who were racing uh, legends here, here now. Um, was there any particular conversation that you had with them that stuck out to you? Um, no, it honestly, this brings back a lot of memories because I remember, you know, coming here for cup weekend and, and I'd walk around hoping to meet, uh, you know, drivers or an owner and, and hope to, you know, maybe they know my name and someday, you know, they'll, they'll remember uh, that they met me and, and maybe, uh, that helped me get a chance to drive a cup car someday. Right. Like it was a thought. And then that's why it's always such a big deal. We raced, you know, on, on cup weekend out there and you, you hope that, you know, the big guys are watching you and, and a lot of times they were, and, uh, you know, so that, that was always a, a special thing. And, and obviously their race got rained out this weekend, um, unfortunately. But, um, you know, the, the the memories of talking to the kids, right, and they had their hero cards. They signed me hero I got three hero cards from these kids this weekend. And they, they signed it for me and all that. And so, you know what, someday I may be racing against them, right? I mean, it, it, it doesn't take too long. You know, it was, it was uh, ten years before this I was trying to get Tony Stewart's Autograph ten years before I took his ride. Well, I didn't take his ride; he left. But I replaced him in his car. And and right, you think about ten years goes by just like that. Um, so, 
uh, I don't, I'll be pretty old in 10 years, so I don't know at this point, but <laughs> at some point there's definitely a, a chance. We're well, hang next. on to those hero oh. cards. Thank you, Joey. Yes, right. Okay, we're going to go up next to Deb, and then we're going to go to Doug, and we'll finish up with Hunter. Deb Williams, Auto Week. Uh, Joy, you talked about Coleman Presley earlier, and you have spotted for him at Hickory when he raced late model. Do you feel like there's so much good communication and relationship there because of his background as a driver and his family's background? Um, yeah, I mean, Coleman's my best friend, right? I mean, we, we grew up together. We, we were roommates when I moved out of my parents' place, and, like, we just we talked to each other every day. Um, there's probably no one besides my wife that knows me better than Coma does. And so uh, we're able to prepare together and understand uh, what each other's thinking before the race starts. And, um, yeah, I think that's what's made us a, a real, you know, threat on the racetrack is that he knows me. <laughs> he knows exactly what I'm thinking, and he can guide me into the right scenario, uh, even if, like he knows that I'm thinking a certain direction, and if he sees it's wrong, he can, before I even make the move, he knows to tell me not to do it, right? <laughs> like give me enough information to say, oh, I need the time, bud. Um, so it, that's just a, a really valuable thing to have. Um, you know, even, even during the race, he knows when I'm going to need some kind of information from Paul and be able to communicate that to me without me asking, right? The distraction of wondering and, and inside the car, is not good, right? And so um, I think the relationship is the number one thing that makes us great, but I also think his racing knowledge is second to none up there. Um, he really just truly understands speedway racing for one, but just racing in general. Uh, Coleman can call a race if, if he ever had to. Um, he's just smart, um, gets it. And so I think those things, you know, together, um, him being able to communicate what he's what he's seeing to me, uh, it works out really well. So I think when you get the, the three of us together, right, Coleman, Paul, myself, uh, on the radio, the communications is, is good, and, um, and we're able to kind of fill in each other's gaps, right? We're three very different people, and we're able to kind of fill in each other's gaps, which makes us a solid team. Yep. Doug? <clears throat> Thank you, Matt. Uh, Doug Turnbull from PRN at WSB Radio in Atlanta. Coming into the race, there was all this talk about that turn three start of pit road and it actually got tested under scheduled green flag stops and i believe that was a sequence that may have gotten y'all a little bit further back I'm, I'm not sure but what was that like trying to take that long pit road under green and managing the lights and did it make you nervous when you realized you were coming on that lap 130-ish window there um i wasn't as nervous about myself doing it i was more nervous about a caution coming out after we pitted and it hasn't cycled through and you're stuck down, I, I don't know if we're down one or two laps. Um, but it's, that was more of the, oh, I think we were down one, but the leader was right behind me, like right behind me. Um, and we, it, we still cycled out to the lead on that whole thing. Um, but it was, uh, it was fine. Um, just, you can't make a mistake because you know, rolling down another time is like the death penalty. That's a tough tough one for to to overcome in the race which Blaney was able to overcome actually <laughs> which I didn't think was possible uh so it ended up um, working out for him but it, and it ended up working out right I mean if if we had green flag stops with the old pit road I'm not sure we'd get through a cycle because right? <laughs> where everyone had to slow down is in the middle of the draft and it would have been a mess so um kudos to NASCAR for realizing we there's an issue with the racetrack and we needed to come up with some kind of fix uh for that scenario, and it actually happened. So I'm glad we did something, and it ended up working out just fine. We'll wrap up here with Hunter. Hey, Joey, Hunter Thomas with TheFourthTurn.com. Um, for kids that are wanting to be like you, how important is it to start off in the bandos and the legends rather than just jumping to a late model stock or a super late model? Um, I mean, it probably depends on your age some, um, but I think it's just a good way to, to learn the basics of racing, right? I mean, it, I always say uh, this is your college education in a way, right? I, I say when I have an RCD, and what's that mean? I have a race car driver, right? I don't have a, I don't have a PhD, but I got an RCD, and that comes from years of of racing and and actually going out there and doing it. Um, you know, learning about your race car, working on your race car, learning the craft out there, but most importantly, having fun, right? I mean, that, that's the biggest thing when you're racing out here at this level. Don't make it too serious, right? I mean, you need to try hard. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but you need to enjoy it. 
and have fun because you never know when that's going to end, right? Not everyone gets the opportunity to drive a race car, right? And you get to push a car as, as hard as you possibly can and race it. Right? It's, that's cool, and you never know when that's going to end. So you got to always enjoy what you're doing. If you don't enjoy it, stop because that's the most fun you're ever going to have driving a race car is right here, uh, right? I mean, because eventually it turns into a job. And, and don't get me wrong, I love my job, but there's, there's a lot more that goes into this uh, at this point than just going and having fun. It's not a hobby anymore. And at that that level, it's, it should be a hobby. It should be fun. It's something you do with your family and and, um, and to enjoy that. But also take the opportunity to, to learn as much as possible to work on your RCD. Yep. Well, Joey, congratulations on the victory, and good luck next week in Austin, Texas, Circuit of the Americas. Thank you very much. See you there. With that being said, you know, they race bandoleros and legends at, at Atlanta Motor Speedway, so I'm sure Joey raced there. And, you know, Kyle, to, to be a, child, a kid like that racing bandoleros and and legends, you can only dream someday that you would uh, be in a cup car, and it can happen. We've seen several of them do that. That's right, Rowdy. Uh, it's a good, you know, step ladder to higher ranks, and uh, you know, we've seen a lot of people running the legends cars and the bandoleros, and you know, we get a lot of that up here in, in the Northeast too. So, um, you know, it's definitely it's opening a lot of doors, and. Uh, you know, just not, you know, like they were saying, not just jumping straight to late models, but uh, just, you know, maybe trying your, trying your craft out in the in the, in the Legends cars because, you know, that there's a lot of good competition there. Well, Kyle, I want to give uh, Josh Williams a shout-out. NASCAR told him to park the car because he had uh, a part that fell on the track, and it's automatic. Bring your finish line and parked it and got out and walked back to pit road. Of course. They loaded him up, took him to uh, the in-care center and released him, and then he had to go sit in the little Xfinity trailer a while and talk, talk to him about why he parked the car at start finish line. But that, that, Kyle, that's a move that puts the spotlight on the sponsor and on the driver in a good light. Rowdy, I'm pretty sure they weren't exchanging Christmas cards in the hauler. <laughs> no. Now, there's uh, several pictures. If folks get out there and look at Josh inside the window, it's sort of like a personalized tag when you look at the uh, photo of the Xfinity trailer and Josh behind the, the darkened glass. And to read the the uh, lettering on the side, you can kind of figure out what you can use your imagination and and <laughs> come up with some conclusions there, but. Hey, Josh, good job, man. You always put on a good show. Kyle, what you got to close us out tonight, my man, or this evening, this morning? Well, Rowdy, a busy week coming up. Uh, well, we already know it's my birthday on Thursday. I mean, we'll just we'll just get Absolutely. that out of the way. Um, don't know who we're going to have yet. I know you and I have been talking on, on guests. Um, I know Thursday night's kind of been the, the main show for guests, but uh, – you know, we can, you know, I know you and I were chatting earlier. We can definitely get a guest for Monday morning. And just remember, Rowdy, uh, I know it's still a week away, but we plan on having Dale Quarterly on the show, uh, 10.05 a.m. Eastern, 9.05 a.m. Central, next Monday. Um, he is attempting the truck race at Coda with uh, Tim Vian, so uh, we'll, see, uh, we'll see how that goes. I know there's a, a lot of drivers expected to run that race, um, along with the Xfinity race, uh, you know, with the triple header weekend at Coda. So uh, a lot of things going on, Rowdy. I like Coda. I've been there before. Um, very nice facility, and, uh, you know, it's definitely a good place for NASCAR. Never seen a NASCAR race there. It was on the IndyCar side of things, but, you know, uh, you know, we, we got, like I, like I said earlier, we got our dirt shows now, our weekly dirt shows back. We got Port Royal Lincoln on Saturday and Williams Grove Friday night. Uh, you know, Seals Grove just had their icebreaker on Saturday. They kicked off their season. Um, the World of Outlaws got into Lincoln, so, uh, 49 cars at Lincoln Rowdy, not too shabby for the World of Outlaws. Uh, also, uh, the, the show at Sealands Grove on a Saturday, Mike, Mike, Michael Moreska getting the victory. I've actually seen him win a race before at Bridgeport Speedway, a uh, 60-lap feature he's actually won. So, uh, Billy Pouch Jr. finishing runner-up to Moreska. So, uh, yeah, I got some fan favorites there. I know Billy Pouch Jr., I know uh, coming back from that injury last year, he's kind of, 
starting to make a mend and getting closer to victory lane. So, uh, Rowdy, it looks like, uh, you know, we got some, some big racing coming up here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, don't know uh, what the weekend's looking like yet, Rowdy. Still, like, uh, kicking things around, and uh, maybe maybe we'll get out to Port Royal Saturday. You never know. Uh, and, Kyle, Thursday night at 6 we got Rita Gatlin with uh, what Rising Motorsports will be on. She's going to be at the uh, ARCA East race. it be her first race of the year at ARCA East in Pensacola this coming weekend. That's six o five. Right, you've had her on before too on Monday morning. Yep. All right, Kyle. For me, uh, just getting ready for the World of Outlaws at Talladega Short Track, and then Saturday we'll just bump on over there and uh, check out the ARCA East race at uh, Five Flags Speedway. Man, should be a good one. Yeah, Rowdy, we'll have to see the entry list. Hopefully, it'll be out here soon for the Park East race. Absolutely. Uh, get them young guys learning how to ride on a cheese grater track, man. Thanks, Kyle. Hey, everyone. That light has been shining all week. Keep it shining, man. Thanks, right. The Thursday night, Kyle.